Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Nick Smith, and today's episode is properly titled Fantastic Chiefs and Where to Find Them, The Crimes of Grunfeld. Uh, what do you think about that title, Jawan uh, Carter? That is easily one of the greatest titles that's ever existed in the Geek Vibes <laughs> Nation rotation. So um, high praise, high praise. That, that's, a, that's a really good one, man. I'm actually chuckling to myself. That's really good. Thank you. Well, I I, uh, I can't take full credit for it. Um, I, uh, I I originally I was going to to title this episode um, uh, a delicate flounder thunder, which is an ode to uh, both Pink Floyd and uh, an old book by Ray Bradbury called "The Delicate Sound of Thunder." Um, but with this with this news breaking, I uh, I jumped on binge mode, which is uh, um you know, a, a group on Facebook, uh, that I follow. Um, it's also, um, uh, a geek, uh, it's, I guess it's kind of a competitor, but I'm just going to give them a shout out anyway. Um, they do a lot of geek media, uh, over for the ringer, um, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, so I, I, uh, frequently, uh, listen to a lot of their, their different stuff. So I jumped on there, they got a group page on there and I was like, dude, all right, Ernie Grunzel got fired. He's the GM for the Wizards. Like, somebody, like, help me out coming up with a Harry Potter thing. And so, uh, dude, buddy, posts up the crimes uh, of, of Grunfeld. And I was like, okay. Uh, and then I came up with the Fantastic Chiefs and where to find them. So it was a, it was a multifaceted effort. I don't want to um, – I wish I remembered the guy's name. I'd give him the credit for it. Um, but, alas, I do not have it in front of me. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, w- I was pretty proud of it too. I actually liked my other, other title as well, but this one was definitely more fitting um, and, and just a little bit better. Uh, but anyway, uh, so that's Jawan. Uh, we also have Joel Jimenez. What up, Joel? What up, Nick? And I agree. Oh, that was a hell of a title. Uh, it's so fitting. And, and that news just, like, dropped. So like one of the, I think recently, yeah. <laughs> just happened like a couple hours ago. So yeah, nice <laughs> job, Nick, and other guy we don't know the name of. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. Um, on a, a like, how, 
what's Jawan going to have to do to get a little bit of praise from you on on his on his titles for Geek Vibes Live? What's one? But, I mean, there's any of them. Like, he's had, like, a couple good ones. Last week's was, was all right. But, like, the last two before that were really good. They were really good, the last two yeah. before that. Was... I, I never talked shit about his title. It was just the one, and I didn't say it was bad. I just thought it, it, it just didn't make sense. <laughs> I've, I've learned, Nick, I've learned, Joel, when it comes to me, he won't necessarily give me praise, but he also won't 100% like poo-poo all over it. Somewhere in between, <laughs> I'm supposed to kind of just, like, decipher the silence. So, like, if he doesn't say uh, anything, it's like, all right, cool. It means he likes it. So, I guess that's just where we're at. So, I just so don't like feeling the like, helium that like is Jawan's head. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the quintessential, like, hard-ass father. Like, <laughs> he's never going to yeah. tell you he loves you. But, you know... Sometimes he does some stuff, and you're like, "Yeah, I know, I know what that means." He's like Red Foreman, yeah. I guess is what is what I'm getting. Yeah, I mean, at. it'd yeah. be nice to hear Joel say he loves me once in a while, but sure, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. yeah, as long as he's not trying, I'm gonna put a foot in your ass. You know, we're good. You know, yeah. it means something. Or this, uh, I don't know if he watched the Goldbergs, but like uh, the father in there too is like similar. It's very hard, like very hard to. This is so affectionate. Yes, <laughs> except except Joel, the only difference is. You don't have that soft moment with me at the end of the episode like you sometimes does. It's just hard ass the entire time. <laughs> That's the whole time. I try to be. I'm nice. I'm uh, a nice person. <laughs> disgustingly. Hey, nice, you're yeah. nice to me. There is, and, and that's really all I care about. So, um, anyway, guys, let's get into the topics. Uh, so, uh, of course, as the title alludes to, Ernie Grunfeld. Uh, he's been GM of the Wizards for the past 16 years. He was fired today. Oh. <laughs> Dude, yeah, 16 <laughs> fucking years, bro. Like, like he's he's been GMing the Wizards as long as LeBron James has been in the fucking league. <laughs> like, that's fucking crazy. crazy. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, you know, I mean, they they've they've never been good or. They've been good. They've never been great. They, like there, right. there hasn't there ever go. been one of these Wizards teams that you looked at and you were like, not, not, not even like they could win at all. Like I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying like that. Like you looked at one of these Wizards teams and, and were like, like last year's Rockets team. You know, like where a lot mm-hmm. of people, like not, not a whole lot of people were saying, oh, that well they could win at all. But they were saying, man, they could give these guys a run for their money. Um, and right. and. They've just never they've just never put together a team like that. I mean, John Wall um was a good draft pick and he was, you know, good mm-hmm. once upon a time before all the injuries kinda of caught up with him and God now, I mean, that's just just fucking terrible contract. Um probably the worst in the league. Uh Bradley Beal is like your your one kind of bright spot in this whole equation. Um, like mm-hmm. he's just a fucking clutch player, um, and we've seen it down the stretch without Wall. Um, and then you know they obviously ended up dumping Otto Porter. So I mean he's gone now. Yeah. Kind of his other uh, his other um, early lottery pick, which you know in that draft, um, you know I mean obviously hindsight being twenty twenty, there's some other guys in there that you maybe would have picked up before him, but like not a bad pick. Um, like three quality NBA players. Um, and, and I honestly think though, you know, Otto Porter's 
not worth the money um you know that that they were paying him they didn't really have a choice but to match that contract i mean it's not like they just went out and paid him like they did john wall like he got offered you know uh he, he got an offer sheet from brooklyn and then it was like well if we don't match then we don't get anything for him so i mean i guess at least they got bobby portis for him <laughs> like maybe you know yeah, maybe right. they can um then maybe they'll keep him i don't know um but it, it's just it's been a very rough tenure um for for grunfeld um especially you know over the last couple seasons um, and it just seemed like the writing was on the wall. It seemed like they really um, probably should have pulled the trigger maybe even before that John Wall signing. Because I don't think – I I, I kind of struggle to remember what I thought of the signing when it happened. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't think anybody was like, yeah, that was a smart move. Like, I think at the time we were like, well, good on them for – securing him so they don't like lose him in free agency but like once we saw like the details of that contract and the fact that it was the supermax pretty much everybody was like well, you paid him what like um like that's Steph curry money like that's not john wall money um so uh yeah i think i think honestly that's probably um kind of the, the final nail in the coffin if you will um, and I, I will give him some credit. He did do a good job uh, of doing something that I thought was very important for this season, which was getting them out of the luxury tax. Um, very good on him, uh, you know, in that regard. And he did get a little back, uh, you know, in return. Um, like I said, Bobby Portis um, is a piece that they could maybe bring back next season. Um, restricted mm-hmm. free agent, so they'll have the opportunity to match or decline. Um but I mean, other than that, like, n- not looking good. So I have a couple questions for you here, um, Joel. Uh, what are your just general thoughts on Grunfeld being fired, and what do you think the Wizards should do going forward, particularly like this off season? For instance, should they look to trade Bradley Beal? Um, there's a chance that he could make an All NBA team, and then. Like, fuck, what if he wants a Supermax? Like, you already got one player who's got a Supermax. You can't really yeah. have two Supermax guys, right? Like, you should. So right what, <laughs> you shouldn't, especially when, when there are those two guys. Um, right. But, like, so, yeah, so, like, just what are your thoughts on, on uh, you know, Grunfeld's tenure in general, and, and what do you think they should do going forward? Well, I mean uh, – let me start by saying, like I said earlier, I I didn't realize he was there for that long. So he was there, he was there during the Arenas era, <laughs> during, you know, during the nice <laughs> yeah. run during uh, so when they used to face the Cavs in the playoffs and they had fucking Jared Jeffries playing shooting guard and shit and uh, Crown Butler and uh, Brent Haywood and yeah, Butler, uh, Eton Thomas, yeah, Butler was they really had a lot of bad team. dudes. Yeah, Anton Jameson, yeah. they had a good squad, you know, That's especially right, during that era. Um. I, I I mean I remember not cheering for them, but as much as I just thought they were a good squad and they were there for a while. Yeah. Obviously, that didn't last, and they kind of transitioned right into to wall not far not long after that. They didn't have a long wall. Right. You know they definitely uh, they got into yeah, wall I mean, pretty I, quickly. Um, they yeah uh-huh. they bottomed out and then got got wall Beal and Porter like in consecutive seasons. Yep. 
Um, Definitely so, did. Yeah. And it were, I mean, for the most part, we thought it would work out better. And we, they made moves that you thought, hey, they look good. They, you know, Marquise Morris was a good pickup. Uh, they brought in Dwight Howard this year, who was played well last year and then had a butt issue and never saw him again. <laughs> so that didn't work out this year. Um, but they just underperformed. They had the squad. They had the talent. They underperformed. Uh, they brought in a decent coach. Uh, I, I like um, uh, yeah, Scott Brooks. Now. What's his name? Scott Brooks. I like Scott Brooks from his days with the Thunder. Uh, but he's, he's, you got to admit that he's underperformed with the Wizards. I mean, he's, he took them there. They got to the playoffs. Um, but, you know, this year they bottomed, they, they bottomed out. They didn't go there. Obviously, John Wall got hurt. That didn't help. But they were bad before he got hurt, you know? anything they played maybe a little better without him honestly um and i don't yeah. want to blame that all on john wall it's just the fit wasn't there i, I should, there's a lot of people to blame but grunfold i mean like you said they were never great you know they get that they the no. best they were was good and they were maybe a, a mid like a, a a middle tier team that would make it that would make the playoffs maybe consistently for a while there so and then that's why this year to me they had to do what they you know what they did because um, where were they going? And now that with John Wall with that shitty contract, and they're going to have to give Beal a shitty contract at some point. I mean, it's all, it's only you know it's going to happen. Uh, someone's going to bite. So if they don't want to give it to them, Beal definitely has a appeal. You could send him elsewhere, and he'll they'll definitely get something really good back if they want to continue building around John Wall. Which I'm not sure you want to, but at this point with that contract, who's going to take it? I mean, there's probably somebody, but nobody to give up extra assets. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you're not, terrible contract. you're not getting off it without taking back bad salary. Right. And, mm-hmm. like, and, and the thing is, I don't know if there's enough bad salary. Like, I was actually thinking about this the other day. Like, um, uh, what if the uh, Hornets lose Kimba, and then mm-hmm. you, you say, all right, we'll give you John Wall for Batum and um, – Cody Zeller, because those are the two guys who have two-year contracts. Like, um, you know that that you know they they would are obviously overpaid. Um, you know, maybe maybe sure. something like that could work. So you're you're swapping out that money for that's two years instead of four years. If you're rebuilding, you know that's that's the better route to go. But it, but like if I'm Charlotte and I just lost Kimba and I'm not going to get John Wall back until the following season, yeah. and he's coming off the 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 Achilles, like no, I'm yeah. not doing it. I'm not doing it. The Achilles is like what really has damned them with that contract. It was going to be damn near impossible to move it at at when you know like <laughs> at the beginning of this season. Um, mm-hmm. And like now, I just feel like there's just no way. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, like you said, that injury really fucked them. I fucked the Wizards too, obviously, because now it's harder to get out of it. Yeah. Um, because that's because he still has value when he's healthy. John Wall is still an All Star caliber point guard. That's, there's no disputing sure. that. But is he a superstar? He's got paid like a like you said. No. He got paid like a superstar. Uh, Bradley Beal is gonna probably want to get paid like a superstar, but neither guy is technically a superstar. They're really like two. Nope. When you you're trying to pay them like one, yeah. and you're gonna fuck your team up and. So, yeah, it's probably best that they blow it all up this summer if they can. Um, uh, and whoever comes in, God bless them, because it's going to be a hell of a – I mean, they can pull it <laughs> off, pull it off. Uh, I don't know who, who's going to end up being the GM for this team, but they have they have uh, their work cut out for them. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, I would want 
some kind of huge long contract guarantee because we're going to be shitty for the next four years while we have that John Wall contract. It's just going to be accumulating draft assets and trying to rebuild while we're paying out that fucking terrible contract. Um, and it's like, dude, like, what do you want us to do here? Like, um, I feel like if, if I'm a – like, say, if I'm Chauncey Billups, who, you know, reportedly wants to be a GM, he was rumored for the for the Cavs job, like, I ain't touching that fucking job. That's for damn sure. Like, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a zero-sum gain. Like, that is just – that's a terrible job. I would not wish that upon anybody. Um, but I think mm-hmm. whoever ends up taking it, I definitely think your first move has to be to trade Beal. Um, I wouldn't rush it. Like, I wouldn't just dump him, you know, but like, here's the thing. Like, you're, like you said, Joel, you're going to be able to get a lot of good value for Beal. Um, cause he's a really good player. He's still got two years mm-hmm. left on his deal. Um, so if you trade him now, like that's, that's like going to be the apex of his value. Cause he's built up his value so much. Whoever trades for him has two years left with him. Um, that's the exact time frame that you want to trade somebody, and we've seen it time and time and time again. You wait past mm-hmm. that, and their value goes down, and you don't get what you could. Yep. Um, he's on. So, he's on. He's peaking right now. <laughs> You're gonna get exactly. a lot. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so like, and especially, man, if he makes an All NBA team, and then you're you're like, he might. He's like, yep. Yeah, he might. And he's like, hey, man, I want that super super max extension like you gave old John Wall there. Um, mm-hmm. Like, then you definitely got to trade him. I mean, you definitely do anyway, well, but, like, you cannot give him that. I got a that. question. So, sure. Do you think, do you think he – all right, so I know he's probably a top five shooting guard. Where do you have him as oh, yeah. a shooting guard list? At least top five. Um, least. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, uh, are you considering James Harden a shooting guard? Yes, I am. Yes. As long as okay. you James Harden number Paul, I am. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. James Harden number one. Um, probably Clay Thompson. No, Victor Oladipo number two. Clay Thompson number three. Bradley Beal number four. That's kind of where I got it too. All right, just making sure we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean that's what I'm saying. He's easy top five shooting guard, like pure shooting guard. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think you got you got to look at. I mean, the Lakers are are an obvious candidate because, um, you know, they uh, if they miss out on Anthony Davis, then they're going to be fishing for some other star to pair with LeBron. Um, I don't think you're going to get the deal that you know that they offered for Davis, but you could still get a pretty good right. deal from them. Um, and the thing the thing that makes it tricky is I don't think you want Lonzo. But maybe you can flip – you know, I threw it out there the other day that, like, whichever of Chicago or Phoenix doesn't get their hands on John Morant, maybe depending on where their pick is, they'd rather have Lonzo than whoever they could take at that pick. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe somewhere you could make that work so you don't take on ball. You get, uh, you know, a rookie um, and you get Ingram. Um, and maybe maybe you get Kuzma. Maybe, I I don't know, maybe. Um, probably. You could probably get those three guys without, like, the additional draft picks for Beal. Um, but right. regardless, I think you got to make the deal. I think there's other teams, too, especially with, like, the West. Um, 
with you know we saw what happened in the East with the trade market when LeBron left. If KD leaves, the West is going to be wide open again, and people are going to be eager mm-hmm. to make their teams better, who maybe haven't been in the past. Um, so there's going to be a lot of those teams, and I think you're going to see a lot of these Eastern teams that like you know we're going to have two really damn good Eastern Conference teams lose in the second round. Um, whether you know whether it be Milwaukee or Philly or um, uh, or Boston or uh, Toronto, mm-hmm. like two of those teams are, are going to be out, you know? So, um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously those are some teams that can look to improve. Um, so I just think there's going to be a lot of teams out there. Um, and because Beal's still really young, um, I think he's like 25, 26, um, like he's just entering his prime. Uh, so like, you know, that's even, there's even a case to be made for a team like Atlanta. Um, you know, who, if, you know, say they get Zion Williamson, um, maybe they then are like, man, maybe we can speed up this rebuild process and, you know, we can take, pick a few people to flip, to try and flip for, uh, Beal. And then we got Trey, Beal and Zion, you know? So, um, Mm -hmm. that a lot of possibilities, a lot of possibilities. I think they should take, like, listen to all those offers and just take the best one. Um, because you're not going to get a better offer the longer you wait. Um, but anyway, uh, Jawan, your thoughts on Grunfeld uh, being fired and your thoughts on what the Wizards should do moving forward. Um, 16 years. Jesus Christmas. I'm, I'm like Joel. Like, wait, <laughs> what? 16? Wow. Uh, shows you how little I've ever paid attention to the Wizards. Um, didn't even know that. Um <laughs> So yeah, I mean, you, you you took my exact point. I was gonna say if you're <clears throat> if you're Washington, your eyes are on the Lakers, um, mainly because if you can get Kuzma, um, excuse me, you don't want Ball, um, but it's an asset. Um, Kuzma in Ball, and then try to flip Ball for something. Um, Kuzma definitely has to be the 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 focus of that trade in order to give up Bradley Beal. Um, but, I mean, if you're, if you're the Wizards, I honestly wanted to slightly disagree with you, Nick, in the sense of if you're Billups, I think this is where I would want to go purely because if I can start to move some of these pieces, ownership has shown, like, loyalty is, like, above everything else. Like, this guy did very little for the Wizards. Um, in the Eastern Conference, that's been weeks for only God knows how long. Um and you weren't able to do anything with these wizards. Um, so it's like if you get there and you can make the moves that, that you need to and then kind of figure out wall, um, it's not the worst team to try to run. I mean, I think Phoenix is still the worst place to try to run anything um, NBA-wise. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, <laughs> hey, you make not, a good it, point, man. It's not the worst. So, I mean, if I'm Billups, I'm not jumping at it, just like if I'm Jason Kidd. <laughs> I'm not jumping at the Lakers. But um, if I survey and that's, like, the best I can do, I, I just want to be a GM. So this is my best chance to um, kind of dip my toe in the water. Uh, and it's, like, yeah, and it's a better failing than Cleveland. franchise. Like ahead, you I'm said, it's, it's, it's better than Cleveland because – in Cleveland, they, you know, there's a history of not retaining GMs. Keep it, you know, signing them to a deal and then not renewing their deal or lowballing them or whatever. Um, whereas, that, you know, like you said, at least with Washington, I mean, they cut this dude around for 16 fucking years. So, 
um, yeah. you know, I think and that kind of goes back to what I was saying. I would just want some 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 kind of guarantee that, like, look, like you can't judge me while we don't have any money to spend because we got y'all signed your last DM signed John Wall to the worst contract in the history of basketball. Like, I mean, maybe you could argue Allen Houston, but like this one's up there. It's pretty fucking bad. Um, and I would yeah. argue this one's even worse than Allen Houston because at least Houston played. Um, I, but like, yeah, I mean, I, I just would want that assurance. But, like if I could get that assurance, then yeah, you know, I'll say this. I think if you're, uh, you're, you're on something. If you're Washington and you bring in Phillips, a guy like Phillips, and you fire him after two or three seasons because the Wizards aren't where you need them to be, I tell you this, it's going to put you in a tough situation because anyone else that you're looking to hire as GM, you're going to have to pay them a shit ton of money because there's no way anyone to take is going to trust job. that. Yeah. You, right, that you that they're going to trust you to allow them. To you know, it takes time. Like basketball isn't just boom. All right, we got this piece, we're good. Like no, you have contracts you got to no. get out of. Um, you also have to go in evaluate the head coach. Is that is that someone you want to keep? Um, so there's there's right. so many different working parts of it. Same thing that um I was telling Joel a while ago before they got um uh the coach that the the Knicks have now. God, I can't believe I can't remember his name. Um, but my biggest thing was uh you have to judge the Knicks not off of the first season or even necessarily the second season unless they get um, hit the lotto and free agency and then in the draft, it, it's a building process. And you already see that the pieces right. are starting to, to form out um, that you can look at the Knicks and go, I see what the Nets are doing. The Knicks could be that in two or three years. Um, so if you give a GM time, you give, you know, a, a new franchise, you give it time, it will start to, uh, form out to what it needs to be. And if you're Washington, you're lucky because as good as the East has gotten, it's still only four to five teams deep. Maybe even, I wouldn't right. even say six, five teams deep. So that leaves you three other spots that you could still aim for. So it's not like it's six the West. And it's like, right. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Um, six is healthy. Right. You're right. Um, so even then, like the West, you could say possibly six? even. Washington. Well, Washington was the the biggest disappointment. No, I mean Charlotte's a big disappointment. Uh, well, that's a good point. I guess I was. I guess I had the next there at six, but they've been uh, up and down. They're not bad. Yeah, I don't man. think they're a dominant team. Either. They might not even make the playoffs no. though. Like they got a tough stretch. They might not at the end of the season. And but yeah, and I mean I'm not, I'm not declaring they won't. I'm just saying they might not. Well, yeah, I think Detroit. It, I, well, I Detroit's in Detroit there, but that. Detroit was not dominant. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're not, they're not well, done. I could, yeah. They're a Blake Griffin injury a, away from being a, a top three pick, man. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess you a, could say that about any team, but they, they don't have depth outside. Like, they, if, if they lost Detroit, Blake Griffin, they would, not be doing, yeah. they would not be doing what Indiana is doing right now without Victor Oladipo. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, they're not but a, I they're not make an argument. I could make an argument that if Beal was healthy and they still had Porter – Washington would be in that that lower level between they six did. and eight. They were all healthy. That's why I think that yeah. they were on my list. But they're the most they're the biggest disappointment in the East. They oh, should huge, be in the playoffs. You know, yeah. Um, so I guess it is five. It is five deep. I think mean, I'm yeah, thinking. I, I thought you were just not talking about uh, Indiana. They're not healthy. That's yeah. what I was thinking when I said that. Oh, okay, yeah. no problem. Uh, but as far as what Washington should do, Nick, I'm sorry, I'm gonna wrap this up. As far as what they should do. 
Um, just you, you got to try to move Beal. And, again, like you said, I'm not in a rush. Just like if I'm Pelicans, I'm not in a rush to trade Anthony Davis. Um, you got to kind of survey the landscape because if you move too quick, something's going to happen. Then you're going to go, oh, man, I could have gotten so much more. I could have hoodwinked the Lakers. So just wait. Allow the draft. Allow free agency to start. Because I can tell you now, all of the biggest names will be signed, which I can almost guarantee you. Right. I can almost guarantee yeah, you. Probably, none of these guys, I hope so. none I of these really guys hope are going to so. look to drag it. It <laughs> will not be – I'll tell you what. If free agency starts in, what, July, right? We won't be in uh, yeah. mid to late July, and Kevin Durant's just now signing. It will be within the first two right. weeks because he'll have his mind made up by – Right after the finals, right after the parade, he'll know exactly where he's, he's going to want to go. You're going to get the Players' Tribune or whatever um, with him announcing where he's going. <laughs> it's, not that, it's not that many options. So it's like it. he, he's not going to take too long. But I can almost guarantee you the biggest names will uh, we'll get. And we know Clay is a huge name. He'll get checked off. If Durant leaves, we know he'll stay uh, in Golden State. So that's one name right there. So a lot of yeah. these guys, it won't take too long. It will set the stage, and then other teams like Washington and Pelicans will know exactly what they can do with their uh, their best players. Yeah, I mean, nice. I I do somewhat agree with you. Like, I, I would – I don't want to say I wouldn't be in a rush, though, I but I would be diligent, um, which is what I think you're saying here, um, is make sure you, you weigh all your options um, and, and, you know, don't just take the first thing that comes across – but I would want to trade Beal before the season starts. Like, and I would want to obviously trade Anthony Davis before the season starts. If I'm the Wizards, I probably am slightly inclined to wait to see where Davis goes. Because like you said, if the Lakers don't get Davis, then they probably become your best um, trading partner for Beal at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I definitely want to move Beal before the start of the season. Um, I just, I think the longer you wait in that regard, that just the more kind of shit can hit the fan, man. Like I, Mm -hmm. I I would not want to be in a situation where, you know, and you know, fucking injury. Like, I don't want to be in a situation where like a, you know, month into the season and, you know, we're, we're, you know, thinking, well, maybe we'll get a better deal at the deadline and then boom. We get the report like Bradley Beal is going to miss the remainder of the season with an ACL tear, and then it's like, well, fuck me, dude. Now I can't fucking trade yeah, him. Really. No one's going to take him. So like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't wait. I would I would trade him before the start of the the regular season. Um, but I would want to wait disagree. until Anthony Davis is traded. I don't disagree with that at all. I think if you're Washington, you just saw that with John Wall, a guy that you could have traded in the offseason, right. but now there's yeah. no no way possible. Um, and if you're a guy like Billups who would have liked to have taken this job, you're really pissed because you're like, I could have walked into Washington, traded both Beal and Wall, got really good compensation for the, both those guys, and completely started mm-hmm. over. Now I got to wait till yep. Wall gets 100% healthy, then survey everything. But by then, I don't think – I think everyone would have will have had a point guard they are content with. Um, and it will be really hard to convince someone to take John Wall unless, like, a major injury or something happens. Right. Yeah. We're, it's it's, it's going to be really fucking hard, man. And even like even if you say don't have a point guard that you're like super content with, like it's like you know I, I'd rather pay Ricky Rubio fifteen million dollars a year than John Wall forty. <laughs> like that's a no fucking yeah, wow. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like 
So, yeah, yeah, it's just going to be really hard for whoever comes in. I think you're probably just going to be stuck with him, you know, for the remainder of <laughs> yeah. those four years. Um, yep. And so at that point, it's just like, you know, try to get guys that you can build a future with that maybe can simultaneously fit with John Wall and then have that point guard be kind of the last thing that you try to go get. Um, if everything works out in a nice manner that you can do that, you know. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's gonna be tough. Uh but let's He will on. be Washington's Amari Stoudemire. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right about that. Um, only like much worse. Because, <laughs> like <laughs> at least Amari was only getting paid like regular max money from, you know, a team that didn't, you know, already have him uh, you know, they couldn't give him the eight percent increase, they only give him the five percent increase. I guess it's way worse than that. So um yeah, luckily enough. for Washington, they didn't give him the fifth year. Um and I think it had to do with the way they did the extension because they did it a year early. Um so he could only qualify for four years. Um so like that's fortunate enough. Um but yeah, like you're totally right, Juwan. If if like if they had been smart, they would have just fucking not given Wall that extension and traded him. Uh, you know when he was going into the final year, when he was going into that, um, like last year, uh, uh, before the last year of his deal, because um, you could have still gotten really good value for John Wall at that point in time. Um, but like now, no, there's nothing. Um, all right, guys, let's move on. Um, so we got to we got to talk about uh, this whole Kristaps thing. Um, I'm just going to say, like, from the get-go, I'm going to, you know, kind of touch on what has been um, stated uh, in in various statements, reports, et cetera. Um, I don't want to talk too much about the, you know, um, I guess the the nitty-gritty as far as the allegation. I don't want to speculate on it is, I guess, what I'm getting at. Um, you know, we, we oftentimes like to speculate on things. This is not something that I feel like would be appropriate for us to do so. Um, but, I, I mean, we obviously got to touch base on this and, and uh, you know, present it because it is <clears throat> big news. Um, so, Przingis, he's being investigated on rape charges uh, that the accuser alleged happened uh, a little over a year ago. Um, just hours after he suffered his season-ending ACL injury. Uh, The NBA was made aware of the situation prior to the release of the story, as were federal investigators last December by Porzingis' camp. Dallas Mavericks were also made aware of the allegations by the New York Knicks prior to trading for him. Um, This is uh, obviously a a bad, you know, bad look for for Kristaps, a bad look for the league. Um, and it, it it's it's one of the situations I, I would be very surprised if we ever get any sort of confirmation um as to what really happened here, being that it happened a year ago. Um I I don't see a way in which we get, you know, either um justice, you know, for the victim or vindication on on behalf of um Christoph's in this particular scenario, I just, I mean, I don't see a, a way that it comes out like that. Um, obviously, like I said, we'll have to wait and see how this plays out. Um, but it's a very, uh, a very sensitive issue, a very um, sensitive matter. What I will say is this, though. 
because um, I've I've heard a lot of people sort of talk about this story, and yeah, I guess uh, we as a society kind of feel we we we've made a, a yeah I guess a turning point so to speak to where you know we don't necessarily want to comment on things like this, um, you know before we have all the facts. We certainly don't want to um, be in a situation where uh, we either are or perceived as being um, uh, not taking uh, an accuser's um, accusation seriously. Um, So I I, I totally understand that, and I'm with everybody there. Um, But what I will say is this. Why isn't anybody fucking talking about the Dallas Mavericks in this whole situation? Um, like that's the big, big bit of news that sticks out to me here is the Mavericks were made aware of these allegations before they traded for Chris Porzingis and still went through with it. Um, after all the fucking shit that, that, you know, happened with their organization that came out last season, um, that's a really fucking bad look for the Mavericks. And I don't understand why it's like, Mark Cuban just gets a fucking pass all the time. He got a fucking cakewalk of a, a of a you know interview on, on the jump with Rachel Nichols. Um, you know when, when all of you know when he finally was going to speak out on that uh, <coughs> all the reports, um, or I guess it was really one main report that came out about all, all the various sexual misconduct throughout his organization over many many years. Um, then he paid a $10 million fine, and everybody forgot about it. They all brushed it under the rug. Um, and, like, now he, like, is made aware that the guy that he wants to trade for um, is being accused of rape, that there's an allegation out there, and he makes the trade anyway. I, dude, like, where are you going to draw the line? Like, here's the thing. If you're Adam Silver, there's not really anything you can do about it, Um it's not like you can veto the trade. I mean, A, that wouldn't be fair to the Knicks, um, like, to veto yeah, that trade. And, yeah, exactly. No, I'm, I'm with you. Um, and, and, you know, realistically, it wouldn't be fair to Dallas either. Like, they, they, they should have the right to make that trade. I'm just saying they shouldn't have done it. Um, like, it's one thing to have the ability to do something. It's another thing to whether you should or should not do it. And they shouldn't have fucking done it, man. Like, that is – to me, it's such a it, it's like such a slap in the face to all of the victims. Essentially, you know, were uh, accosted during you know all of the all of the various people throughout the organization who were essentially like sexual predators uh, within their organization. And you know what? You know what else I find interesting? I wonder because you know they they hired um, uh, a, a female CEO to run. Um, you know, run the HQ uh, to run their headquarters, um, and mm-hmm. that was supposed to be another thing that was like we're we're changing, we're 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 you know going to get better and everything else. I bet you Mark Cuban did not even fucking ask her about this. Not that like, not that she should be informed about basketball decisions because that's not her department. Um, but something like this, like, because like I mean, like it, it, I would be sitting there like this, okay. So you're telling me we're giving up our first-round pick from last year, two future first-round picks in addition, 
Uh, we're taking on Tim Hardaway and Courtney Lee's bad contract. Um, even that in and of – for a guy who tore his ACL, all of that in and of itself is pretty scary. But, like, we also have this, like, fucking shadow hanging over our organization, and we're going to trade for a guy who's just been – like, who we know there's an allegation of rape against him out there. I just – I don't fucking get it, and I don't understand why nobody else is talking about this. Um, it's very frustrating me. It fucking kind of pisses me off uh, that it, it just seems like the Mavs just get a pass. Um, you know, I, I was big on they should have been Doc's uh, a first-round pick. I still feel that way. I still feel like they should have been, um, and that should have been the initial punishment, um, like handed down by the NBA, in my opinion. Um, that's not what we got. And, like, so now, even though Adam Silver couldn't do anything about this situation, I feel like this makes the league look bad. It's not quite – I will say this. It's not quite on the level of, say, NFL teams continuously hiring um, various players who, like, beat the shit out of women. Um, and we know they beat the shit out of women. Like, we've seen the fucking videos of them doing it. Um, or we've seen, like, you know, the pictures of the women – you know, with bruises all over their face and shit. Um, so it's not quite on that level. And and like I said, it's this is at this point in time, it's just an allegation. Um, so you know, I, I do want to be careful here. I'm not I'm not condemning Kristaps at this point. At, at no, I'm not saying anything about that. I'm just saying for optics' sake, and if you're trying to portray your organization and you're trying to turn over a new leaf and not look like, you know, essentially a bunch of chauvinistic fucking assholes, um, maybe don't trade for the guy who's, you know, being accused of rape. That's all I'm saying. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, we can move on if y'all want to, or if you want to offer up uh, your thoughts uh, on this uh, particular situation. Um, But you know, I'm I'm done with my diatribe now. Uh, I'll kick it over to you first, Joel. Oh, I must to say about it. Uh, I do. I it did catch me off guard because KP doesn't seem like the type. <laughs> like of all players in the league, I definitely didn't think KP was the rapey type. So for something that, like this to come out about a guy that was on our team, you know, and, and apparently this happened last year, um, I, I just it's surprising. It's shocking. Um, disappointing, um, but it's also it's it's New York. <laughs> uh, shit happened up there. They know he was the biggest star on the team. Um, I I I could look at it from both sides. I, again, I can't speak to either side. I don't. We don't know all the facts. Uh, um, she could be bullshitting. He could have actually did it. We don't know. Uh, the the players, uh, the the, the players association seems to be on his side as well. Um. I don't know. I really don't know what to think about. I don't want to. I want to speculate too much. Um, but the fact that the Knicks were able to still trade him away, <laughs> um, right, with this lingering over their head, over his head, I'm getting back what they got back. On top of it, um, wow, <laughs> I'm I'm still yeah. shocked uh, that they were able to pull off this trade, uh, which you know. You could say they lost that trade because they gave up a, a, a potential superstar in KP, if healthy. But, you know, at the same time, you were giving away a guy who wasn't happy, coming off an ACL surgery. Um, 
nor tear, you know, in, in, in prior surgery. And now we find out with, you know, had rape allegations against him. So he had a, a couple of things working against him. And we still got a pretty decent haul for one dude uh, that had all those things on top of him. So I, I think the Knicks made out pretty well in the trade uh, overall. And then on the Dallas, if you look at Dallas, what the fuck are they, like, how much did they love KP? Like, uh, well, that seems right. like there's a lot of bullshit going on right there to, like, want to, like, touch that. But they did. I guess his 7-3 stature was enough, and it's, they, they, I, I guess they, they felt like they knew. Uh, they, they obviously believed him. They, they, they obviously, there's nothing that stuck. Uh, so they just went with it. Uh, they felt like he could recover. And, look, they, hey, they're, they're shooting for the stars because if he's healthy, he's going to be a beast. I have no doubt about it. Um, but Sure. Yeah, there's just a lot of red flags, and they said fuck it, and they, and I gotta you know thank them for it, obviously as a, as a Knicks fan. But yeah, that's, there's not much else I can say to it because you know without you know all the information. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know that's obviously the thing. You know, we'll we'll of course you know monitor this situation um, and you know present any facts that you know come across, and and you know obviously give maybe more. Um, um, opinions that are that are more fully formed once we have all the information um right. but yeah like it, it is amazing that they were able to plot that trick with the mavericks no less though i guess again like i, I shouldn't be too surprised um because <clears throat> i mean it's it's essentially like a zebra can't change its stripes type of situation in my head like i just i i don't know i i i always liked mark cuban and i just don't i can't like him anymore i'm just like fuck that guy um, just, you know, like, I, I, you know, I was almost even willing to like, kind of give, like, not give him a pass for the other shit, but like, you know, essentially be like, well, you know, maybe he didn't know he is kind of like, does kind of seem like that eccentric owner who like really enjoys coming to the games, but maybe isn't involved in all the day to day and, you know, yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada, all that. Um, but like, this wasn't that like, of course, Mark Cuban knew about this, um, and just like the optics of oh, it, yeah. man, it's just, it's just, it, it just seems like a really fucking um, distasteful, you know, thing. Um, and like I said, you know, it, it, it's not quite on the same level, but it's it's close, in my opinion, to you know a, a fucking NFL team who's like, oh, we don't care if he beat up some chick like he's a good fucking football player we want him you know like that's kind of what it fucking reminds me of man yeah yeah man and like i i just uh i I can't you know i i just can't get behind it um but anyway uh juan um do you want to wrap wrap this one up real quick and then we'll move on man um i've i've wanted to focus on the knicks in this instance, um, we we sure. always thought um, they were quick to trade Chris Stops because it was one of those things of he doesn't want to be here, we don't really want to pay him, so let's get rid of him. Now that I hear this, and now that I hear that she told the Knicks, um, I 100% think that they got rid of him before this became an issue they had to deal with. Um, and it was one of those things of, will you take him? Cool. We only want Dennis Smith Jr., DeAndre Jordan, they'll give you Courtney Lee, Tim Hardaway, Chris Stops, um, Trey Burke. I do think this was partially, obviously Hardaway. not fully. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and I think it was two first round picks. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I think 
New York was trying to get out of possibly having to deal with this. Um, and also, I think if you're Dallas, um, you somewhat pulled the trigger, hoping that this was a Derrick Rose situation um, and the possibility of it's less smoke. I mean, less fire and more so just yeah. smoke. Um, yeah. So if you're Dallas, you don't miss out on pairing Luka Doncic with a healthy Kristaps to something that sure. could possibly be false. Yeah. Um, and again, this is not me saying anyone's guilty or, or innocent. I'm just saying right. in the aspect of sport, unless the police or the FBI or whoever came to you and said, listen, he's guilty, just so you know before you trade for him, or just so you know before we give him to you, he's 100% guilty, mm-hmm. just so you know. Like, if that were the case right. and they still did it, then it's like that's really scumbag, that's really disgusting. But I think their mindset is, we all thought Derrick Rose was guilty from the sound of it. The way she sounded, it 100% sounded like he was guilty. And then it turned out he wasn't. So it's like you don't necessarily right. want to jump. Like in football, Nick, to your comparison, we've seen the videos. Like there is no other side of the story. There is nothing she sure. could have done besides trying right. to murder you that warrants any of that. This is different. Right. This is her Her No, I said it wasn't on the same level. No, I just again, I, I yeah, I, I said I said it wasn't on quite on the same level. I just I feel like it's oh, in no. the same ballpark I, I though, and and no, like no, no. I wouldn't I feel like I I wouldn't feel this way had any of the other twenty eight teams traded for him. It's the fact that it was the Mavericks, who is the one team that has this cloud hanging over them about this exact type of behavior. And they're like, fuck it, like, we don't care. And it's just like, really? Like, you, you, not I, one I bit. Where you're you don't care at from. all. Like, I do get where I, you're coming but, from. Hey, but, well, and, and let, me just, let me just say this real quick before you go ahead. Um, but you know what? Fuck it. Apparently, I'm the only one who cares anyway. ESPN doesn't care. Fox Sports doesn't care. No major media outlet fucking cares. So, like, I mean, I guess good, good for the Mavericks sucks for all women I, you know like I, I don't know I, I I think it's bullshit that nobody is at least talking about it like I and I don't mind that like you have a different opinion than me it just pisses me off that no one's even fucking talking about this is all I'm saying no I, I like I said I, I don't necessarily disagree with you at all I, I, I thought it was a little bit more disgusting from the Nixon because they did have the information um, and it did seem like they very quickly got rid of Chris Stops due to hearing some of that information. Um, but if, if you're Dallas, it, again, it could be a Derek Rose. I do get exactly where you're coming from. The optic of it is just like, dude, you just got away from an optic that was almost just as bad as this. And then you're jumping right back into another optic. Um, yep. But again, it's the slight possibility he could be innocent that you're, you're holding on to. Um, and, again, the story, again, not diving into the story, but the story, like her, what she told the Knicks sounds super sketchy. Uh, so if I'm Dallas and I hear that, I'm like, that sounds super sketchy. So, like, if the evidence comes out and he is guilty, my thing that I'm looking forward to if he is guilty, Nick, is the NBA has never had instances like domestic violence, like a rape case. Um, well, let, me, let me not say never. Under Adam Silver. 
They have not had any okay. of those things. I'm not saying, so I'm my question is, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So okay. my biggest question is, if you're Adam Silver, this is the moment where you have to make a stand, unlike the NFL does, where you have to make a stand. So do you go as, as rash as telling KP that if he's, you know, if he's found guilty and obviously if he doesn't serve time or whatever, he's gone for 20 games, he's gone for 25 games. Like, you have to do something that lets people know, like, you are not standing for this. You are with the victims, um, and it's not a slap on the wrist. Uh, because in football, five games out of, 18, uh, out of 16, 17, 18 games is a lot. Like, it, it's not like they said two games or a quarter. Like, six games is, is a lot. Eight games is a lot. So if you're the NBA, you have to do something that's significant enough to show the victims we are with you. Um, we are not with just the idea that this guy makes our company money. Um, we are aware would, of how – God, I'm sorry. I'd ban him. I don't I, – I just – I'd say suspend him for a season if, if you're going to go that far. I don't know if you – I don't no, know I'd if ban him. I don't that, know dude, if you ban him. Dude, if he's found guilty, I would straight the fuck yeah. up ban him. So, like, let me ask you this. If he's found guilty – Send a fucking message that, like, that's not going to be fucking tolerated. I mean, Pete yeah, Rose got banned from this. baseball for betting on games. Like, what are we let talking about this. here? What, what's the middle ground then? Because then what if you have a, a, a player of his caliber that's in a domestic violence dispute? You can't lowball that. You got you to gotta same energy. So that means a season. Because if you're banning for rape, sure. domestic violence, you have yeah. to do something just as big for it. Yes. So if you're setting the bar no, that I mean, high, I'm I would saying, say I don't think yeah, I don't no, think I would will. say well no, I would say if if you get if you get convicted of rape, you're gone. If you get convicted of um like assault on a woman, five years. Like I, I don't I don't look at those and say those are in the same ball well, let me rephrase that. No. They're in the same ballpark. I wouldn't say that they're on the quite the same on the level. Same level. Um, right, me neither. Not the same level, the but you can you can <laughs> look at it like what Ray animal. Rice did. What Ray Rice did, you could look at that and say like he could have killed her. Like that was that was not like a hit. Like you know you just hanging with guys and you're just like hey, oh, sure. you know, I just punch you in your arm. That was that was really 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 hard. Well, well and, and, and let me say this too, I, I would, I I would refrain, I would refrain from just throwing out like any sort of blanket things. Because I do feel like you have to take everything case by case. Um, so, like, like, and you pointing out Ray Rice to, to me is kind of like, – there's a difference between, like, say, you know, what Ray Rice did and, and yeah, I don't know. I can't think of another person off the top of my head. But there's a difference between, like, straight up fucking knocking a woman out um, and, you know, like, I don't know, say – you know, pushing her or something like that. Like, you know, there's, there's a very, that, that, again, like there's, there's levels to this shit. Um, but no, I mean, I feel like we're going down a rabbit hole here and I don't really want to do that. Um, but I mean, I do feel like there would have to be consequences. And I feel like, again, like the fact that there weren't ever really any real consequences to the Mavericks mismanagement, um, uh, you know, of their front office, which led to rampant sexual misconduct throughout their front office, um, you know, that I feel like has already, we've already seen like a repercussion from it. Like they just don't care. 
They like they they don't care what the optics are. Um, and and like I feel like had we seen something, you know, maybe a little more um, forceful um, from the commissioner, then you know maybe we would not be in this situation. Maybe I don't know. Maybe we still would be. But I I said it at the time. I didn't think the I don't I didn't think that the punishment fit the crime. I thought it should have been a lot more stiff. Um, my fear here is that Adam Silver, David Stern had a had a reputation for being kind of iron-fisted, um, and my my fear here is that Adam Silver is the the pendulum swinging too far in the other direction, where you know he just he doesn't really ever lay down the wall on anybody. And if there was like one circumstance where I felt like, dude, you're teed up. This is where you can lay down the wall. It was that circumstance with the Mavericks, um, not this most recent one, but the one that, that, that happened last year. And, you know, I I don't know. I, I guess it's just fucking it's – a, it's a point of contention for me. Um, but, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with, with, you know, if anything comes of the allegations. Like I said, I don't really think anything will um, – I mean, it happened over a year ago. It's sort of like some sort of audio, video, or, or text, um, you know, sort of evidence uh, of from either side, you know, uh, confirming or denying various, you know, statements. Like you're you're not going to get any any sort of. There's not not going to be any physical evidence. Um, so it's just going to be really hard. Like I said, I don't think we're going to get, um, like any sort of real closure on this. I think it'll just kind of eventually go away. Um, which sucks. Like, I mean, it's honestly, it, it, no matter who is, is, um, I guess the victim here, like if, you know, if, if Porzingis did not do this, it sucks that we won't ever like really see him get vindication for it. Um, and of course, if he did do it, it sucks that he won't have to fucking pay the price. Um, so we'll monitor it. And if any, if anything does come up, we'll, we'll, um, of course discuss it, um, at that point, but, uh, we need to move on. We, uh, kind of, you know, like you and I do, Juwan, uh, <laughs> we can take any fucking subject and ramble. Um, I thought we were going to keep that one like super quick and like just, but hey, uh, I, I was, I'm very happy to have had the conversation. I think um, I think a, a lot of media has been um, a, a little too chicken shit to even talk about it. Um, so you know, I, I'm glad that we could at least um, you know have a conversation about it um, and not you know cower away from the topic. Um, but anyway, um, let's let's move on. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, they're fucking up. <laughs> they uh, they lost 13 of their last 20 since the All-Star break, and really 13 of their last 19. They won their first game out of the All-Star break. Um, and uh, most recently to Dallas, who were without Luka. <laughs> uh, and... They're 30th in the league in field goal percentage at 42.6% and 28th in three-point percentage with 32.8% in that span. Um, side note, 
since the month of March, the Dallas Mavericks are one and twelve with Luca and three and zero without him. Just saying. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, as far as the Thunder are concerned, um, like how how concerned are you for the Thunder right now, Jawan? Um, I'm very concerned. Sorry, I had myself on mute. I, I'm very concerned um, because if you're OKC, the worst position for you to be in right now is having to face Golden State in the first round. Um, I believe nothing would make Durant happier um, than eliminating OKC in the first round, um, which I believe they would in six games, uh, depending on what Paul George we get, because that MVP, Paul George, you guys made me apologize about. I haven't really been seeing that guy lately. Um but no, if you, if you get MVP Paul George and Russell Westbrook gets it in his mind to stop shooting like anything, uh, just drive and, and dish out, um, then it'll be a very interesting series. But I think if you're the Spurs, you're hoping for um, OKC to kind of maintain that level of suckiness. Um, they play the Lakers tonight with no LeBron, no Kuzma. So if you lose that, then it's just like, all right, well, maybe you don't even deserve to be in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, if you're Golden State, you would prefer – OKC in the first round, then I think you would Spurs. Um, and if you're Denver, I can guarantee you they do not want the Spurs in the first round. Matchup-wise, yes, it, it does seem like the advantage is Denver, but um, it's pop uh, going up against young kids. So it's kind of just like when you have Bill Belichick against a rookie, it just it never really seems like it's going to work out good. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's really bad, man. And, and I told you before, Nick, um, when we were talking, it just seems like Westbrook, Westbrook for so long has been one of the catalysts to why OKC wins games. It seems like this season, yeah. for a lot of the time, he has been the biggest reason to why they cannot win games. Um, he shoots yeah. when he knows he is off. Uh, he does not pass when he knows he is off from the shooting. Um, and for some reason – he, and he started it's not even counter- it's not even that I mean it is but like he's he's still you know he's still averaging ten assists it, it, it's mm-hmm. it's that he shoots when he should drive to the basket why are I you shooting that. from twenty three feet away when you can get by just about anybody on the court I don't fucking get it <laughs> like, I agree with I that I it. also think I also think that offense was running really really well when Paul George was touching it. A majority of the time. Um, Very now, true. Paul George touching it a, a lot of the time does not mean that Russ still can't average a triple double. It, it it actually means the exact opposite. It means Russell should still be able to maintain getting a triple double. Um, Absolutely. Paul George has to get the ball more. I mean, this is the guy we were looking at with Harden, Giannis, and um, yeah, yeah, with Harden and Giannis as, as possible MVPs for this year. And I don't think the drop-off has necessarily 100% been his fault. Um, I think Russ just is, like, in this mind state where he's like, I'm going to be the reason we win. And it's like, Russ, relax. You have help. Like, this isn't the year when Durant left and you had Oladipo. Like, no, you have help. Um, so I, I tell you this. Let Russ go <laughs> three for, for 15 or something in, in the playoffs against Golden State. That'll be a four – uh, four game sweep like very quickly. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I, I don't know. They they obviously have a coach who cannot reel Russell Westbrook in. Um. And, and that's what I think is part of the biggest problem of OKC. But yeah, them sliding like this, 
not good, not good at all. No, it's 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 certainly concerning, and you know, I I really like I really thought Billy Donovan had kind of figured it out earlier this season. Like Russell Westbrook's efficiency was still really bad. It's been bad throughout the season, um, but at least he was deferring more to Paul George. Um, but it's like, I and I don't know if it's just like the the guys they have around them. I mean, Adams doesn't seem to be quite as good as he has been in the past, um, and like the past two years, um, and and like so maybe that has an effect. Um, and and God, that that dude takes like more bangs in the paint than probably anybody. Um, so, you know, I mean, I feel like maybe the, there's some lingering effects there. Um, you know, I feel like Grant played a lot better earlier in the year, um, and he's he's kind of slid off a little bit. It, it seems to be like everybody kind of all at once, just like Paul George got hurt and all the other guys kind of started to trail off, and Russ is just like, well, shit, I got to fucking be Superman again. And it's like, dude, like, God, that is – this is not the year for that. This is, You ain't playing like you did your MVP year, man. Like, it's just not happening. And, like, taking – he takes way too many threes a game for how many he makes. Um, he takes way too many mid-range shots just in general, regardless of how many he makes. He takes way too many in general. The only person in the league who should take that many mid-range shots, maybe there's two people, DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge. That's it. Well, maybe you could argue D'Angelo Russell this season. Um, but, like, that's just not a part of the game anymore, and you're not you're not even efficient at it. Like, drive, get to the bucket, kick it out. Like, do what, like, you know has, like, a, high, a slightly higher chance of being successful um, and for whatever reason, he's just not doing that. Um, Paul George obviously has some, some lingering effects from that injury. He just has not been the same since he came back from it. Um, but yeah, man, I'm worried about him, not just playing the Warriors, but playing anybody at this point. Like, I don't, I don't know that they can be anybody. Um, maybe if they get lucky and they get the, the nuggets because of a lack of experience, um, you know, they could pull that off or if they go on like a five game winning stretch down, you know, the home stretch of the season and get the Blazers, you know, because of the Nurkic injury. Um, but like if they get the Rockets, they're fucked. If they get like the Jazz, they're fucked. If they get, you know, the Warriors, they're totally fucked. Like there's just so few paths that I can see them, um, you know, even making it to the second round now, and it's a damn shame because man, I, I, you know, I was never big on on Schroeder's fit there, um, and he's been another kind of part of the problem, just his inconsistencies. Um, but I, you know, I, I still thought that like this team was going to be much better than they're playing right now down the stretch of the season, and it sucks because I was really hoping, you know, I never really thought that they could beat the Warriors, but I was hoping they could actually you know, contend with the Warriors. And, you know, I think all of us have wanted to see that Warriors-Thunder matchup in the playoffs since Katie left. And if we get it this year, it's just not going to be what we ever fucking imagined. Um, it's, you're right, Juwan. It's it's very, very good probability that it could become 
uh, you know, a sweep. Um, probably in my mind, five games tops. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a fucking shame, man. Uh, Joel, what are your thoughts uh, on on the Thunder struggles? Disappointing. Uh, they they had a they had a really good year for the most part until recently, until the last half of the year. Um, and I haven't really watched a lot of OKC games. I've just watched from a distance, if anything. Uh, I know Paul George has been balling out for most of the season, and like you said, after the injury, he kind of never fully recovered in terms of like his production. Uh, and like Wes, Ross has pretty much been the same player all year fat padding and, and just inefficient. Um, and, and I think I think the rest of the squad, I think they were elevated in the beginning and somewhere along the line, it dipped. Uh, and like you said, Stephen Adams had yeah. just kind of took a step down. Uh, Jeremy Grant's not giving you enough. Uh, the shooter kind of fell off a little bit. But after shooter, your bench is kind of weak. You have no wings off the bench that help you at all. You barely use no one's well. No. You brought in Marquise Morris. Nader. Nader's okay. Up. Nader's but, okay, but he's not consistent. Yeah. Um, no, he's not. And then you have Marquise Morris. He came in, again, a guy that's he's not hurt. putting up any type of numbers off the bench. Uh, yeah, especially yeah, he's got and then that of neck issue. Patrick Patterson, who just has been completely invisible all year. So it's like they really went from like a for the entirety squad of the for most of the year. Invisible. He had his moments. He had moments where he was okay. But, uh, yeah, he's, especially for OKC, yeah, he's kind of been eh at best for uh, since he's been with OKC. Um, yeah, no, nah, not even well, eh. Yeah, he's been fucking straight garbage for OKC, yeah. bro. <laughs> I, I appreciate yeah, you trying to be nice to Patrick Patterson, but, like, come on. Like, yeah, he's yeah. been garbage. But, like, OKC. Toronto, he was pretty – he was okay in Toronto. Uh, but, yeah, no, OKC, he was – that's, kind of that's what I was saying for – for for the entirety of his contract, meaning his contract with OKC, like OKC he was he was decent in Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was. He was a good thought, player there. I thought it was a good pickup by OKC when they did it, but now he's too, like, especially for that price. Yeah. They got yeah, like five million season. That was like I was like, dude, that's a good pickup. Yeah, and it, and you thought he'd compliment them, and you, you know, it just didn't work out. It hasn't worked out. Um, no. Jeremy Grant's obviously even better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, their starting five is. You know that what it is. Terrence Ferguson has been up and down too. He's not been the best shooting guard. I know he's been there. I know a lot of people like him. He's defended well, uh, but offensively he's kind of hit or miss. Um, so it's like if they don't have enough talent around them, I didn't think I'd have to say that, but it, that's really what it is. The talent around Wes and and George hasn't stepped up. They were in the beginning. They played well in the beginning, but things have just not worked out for them. Like they haven't produced and. I think it really does hurt more than anyone thinks that Stephen Adams has kind of not been the, the the anchor in the middle like he was. So I'm not sure what happened with him, but he kind of fell off a little bit. He's not what he once was. I at one point had him uh, at probably a better a better prospect than Nurkic, and Nurkic had has been had been incredible for him this year. So that, unfortunately, he's hurt. But Nurkic has had a great year. Uh, but Stephen Adams, you know, I don't know. He's kind of been uh, not the best year for him. Uh, whereas you have Paul George is having his best fucking year, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still wonder because you know I was one of my favorite mock trades earlier in the year was um, Schroeder and Abrinas for um, mm-hmm. Hardaway 
and um, Trey Burke. And, like, because I just felt like Schroeder wasn't going to give him enough as, like, a closer or I never felt like he was going to really fit playing alongside, you know, Russ and, and PG. Um, I, I just feel like a guy like Hardaway would have fit way better. He would have been, you know, not afraid to take those threes, maybe get a little bit of better open shots for, with playing with them than he did in New York. And then, you know, when you got a guy like Trey Burke coming off the bench, I mean, we saw what he did, um, you know, the, the, the last couple games for the, for the Mavs. Like, he's fucking won them two games in a row. Um, by the way, thank you, Trey Burke. Like, fucking mm-hmm. Hawks have been winning too many games lately, so thank you for winning the Mavs a couple. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, like, I, I don't like that fit. I think, I think they missed – I'm not going to say missed an opportunity because who knows what opportunities were available, but I really think they should have tried to make some kind of move at the deadline to get a shooter. Um, like – you know, a, a fucking Terrence Ross or, you know, Wayne Ellington just, like, got, got fucking shipped for nothing and then got cut. Like, God, he would have been fucking yeah. perfect. Like, he he would have been a great yeah. fit. And he's them. helped Detroit. Um, been good. Yeah, he's helped Detroit a fucking shit ton. Like, um, <laughs> like I mean, it's been a world of difference since they got him in there um, over uh, Bullock and Johnson. So, like... You know, the, the, it's just I feel like there were some maybe some moves that they could have made. Um, you know, that the, they I mean, ultimately they just didn't. Um, and, and I think it. You know, you should always be trying to get better. And I, I don't know. I, I I do like Terrence Ferguson. I like his. I agree with you, Joel. I like his defense. Um, I think much like a lot of fans of any team, um, I think OKC fans overvalue him. Um, I, I don't think he's as good as they think he is, which is fair. I mean, when when you watch a guy night to night and you see glimpses of shit, you're like, yeah, man, I've yeah, yeah. seen him do this, you know? And so we're all guilty mm-hmm. of it. Like, you know, I yeah, mean, how are. many trades have I thrown <laughs> out for, for Kent Bazemore that, like, you know, it's just like, bro, you ain't getting that for Kent Bazemore. <laughs> like, it ain't out. <laughs> so, but I promise like, you know, good. <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, come on now. He's, he's all right. Like he can defend. He, he shot thirty nine percent from three last year. This is career high. He'll never do it again. But he did it last year. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, it, it just it, it, it inevitably happens. I think this off season they got to try and get sure like an actually good shooting shooting guard. Um, but, you know, they don't need anything spectacular. But they need a guy who can fucking hit shots um, and then, you know, play a little bit of defense. They don't need, like, an elite yeah. defender, um, but, you right. know, play a little bit of defense. Um, and, you know, if I got to give up Terrence Ferguson to, like, get that, like, do it. Like, what? I mean, where, where are we fucking – like, why are you hanging on to Terrence Ferguson? Like, if you don't win in the next, like, two years, you, you, your team's done. Russell Westbrook's past his prime. Paul George is close to past his prime. Um, I, I think Paul George got a little more prime left than Russ because he doesn't rely as much on the athleticism. Um, <clears throat> but, like, seriously, like, it's fucking time, dude. Like, you need to fucking start cashing in all those chips, and Terrence Ferguson is, is one of those. Now, maybe maybe the rest of the league is just like, yeah, Terrence, yeah, yeah whatever. 
Um, so maybe maybe doesn't have a lot of trade value. I don't know. But the notion of like, oh, we can't trade Terrence Ferguson. Like he's the future. It's like, dude, come on. Like, what are we doing here? Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I really hope. I don't have a lot of faith in them this season. I hope that George can get healthy um, after this season, come back with a vengeance next year, win the MVP. Um, that would be fucking sick. Uh, and and just hopefully they can get a couple better complimentary pieces, um, you know, because uh, they really just fucking need shooting. Um, and yep. you know what? That that goes for Russ, too. Russ needs to, like, I don't give a fuck about your three-point shoot, shooting. Um, I don't give a fuck about your mid-range game. Fuck all that. Fucking shoot 80% from the free throw. Shoot 70 fucking percent from the free throw line. Like, just work on that this offseason and just stop shooting threes in mid-range. Like, that would be my advice to Russell Westbrook. Not that he would take my advice, nor anyone's. Um, but, like, I, I really do. I think that's what they need to do. I, I do want to ask this really quick before we move on. Um, and and if you, if you aren't sure, you know, it's, it's fine. Um, but do you think, do you think Russ is, is a lock for an all NBA slot guard slot, Joel? Oh, that's a tough question. <laughs> um, he might. Well, I, I specifically asked it. <laughs> yeah. So well, I specifically asked it like to give you some wiggle room, like, I'm not asking if you would have him on your. I mean, we'll have our time for that next Thursday. But like, do, just right. like, and do you think he's a lock out of six guards to choose from? Do you think he's been one of the six best guards this season, um, or do you think he's been unequivocally? Ooh. I guess I should say one of the six best guards this season because I don't. I think. I, I mean, I'm not. Saying, I think he's a. Mm-hmm. I think his inefficiency is really where he's oh, it's hurt him. He's putting up the stats. Like, it's hard for me to say, you right. guys put up a triple-double. Like, that's, that's so disrespectful. You think he's not doing something good. <laughs> but percentages-wise, right. he's just not He's not hitting it, like, everywhere. Like, three-pointers, field goal, uh, free throws. This is all kind of dipped this year. Um, he's definitely putting in the work. It's just not It's not effective so far this year. Um, right. And there are just other guards that haven't been here. There's Steph. Uh, Harden, uh, Booker, you could even say, uh, Lillard, Beal, Ooh, I mean, Kemba, you know. Um, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, Kyrie. I mean, it's, it's, I, I don't know. There's, I don't know. I would have to look at the stats. Uh, off the top of my head, it's hard to say no, but at the same time, I, I got to compare it against the rest of the league. Yeah, no, I feel you. Um, Why do you have to say Booker? No, we're we're gonna come back on Thursday. And Juwan's gonna manage to get recently. Devin Booker as third team All NBA because he just fucking good, went man. for like fifty down the stretch a couple times against teams that aren't it's even fucking up. trying. And <laughs> it's crazy man, though. They, did you see the those fucking the, that game against the Jazz where they were like fouling to try and get him to sixty <laughs> to like keep the, yeah, keep, keep the game going? Fucking bush league. They were following on so purpose. Fucking bush bro. league. Crazy. And it's the worst. Uh, it's fucking die. Uh, it's so like, dude. I I got. We don't have time for to get into it, but I got so much shit uh, about Devin Booker at some point. Mm-hmm. Maybe, we'll, maybe we'll do it in the off season because, like, dude, like, it, it, we'll do it in the off season, I guess. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> we'll have time. Dude, seriously, like, dude doesn't play a lick of fucking defense. 
and then wants to try and fucking get 60 points and a fucking, like, blowout loss. Like, you're you, damn you, right. You, you're not you're even winning. Right. And the coach, well, and and the right. coach even fucking puts him back in. And like is like yo yeah yeah like let's, let's, let's right. try and let you go. It's fucking bullshit. It's like damn you right. already got damn seventy. Right. You got seventy already. That's true. Don't What's matter. What's the fucking point? Monster. It's Don't fucking matter. bullshit. If it you can Bush score League, it, you score. And you fucking know it. It's Bush League, and you no. fucking know it. You ain't James no. Harden, Devin Booker. Sit the fuck I'm going to be honest with you. Anyway. When y'all are talking about Bradley Beal, I was so ready to say, nah, I'm taking Devin Booker over Bradley Beal. But I'm I like, nah, I'll, I'll, leave I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. I'm going to have Devin Booker door, Nick. Don't open that Devin Booker door. I'm going to have all never the fucking I, stats ready for your ass. Don't worry. I, I never uh, thought I'd be a bigger stand for anyone besides Carmelo until Devin Booker walked in. And then it's like, yeah. I'm no, like no, I'll defend Devin Booker all day. Karina. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God damn! Could you imagine? Could you imagine if Kyrie like? Could you imagine if like the Knicks were just like, nah, we we want Kemba, and so they signed Katie and Kemba, just you know for injury concern or whatever. And then Kyrie's like, well, right. fuck it, I don't want to go to Boston. I'm gonna go to Phoenix. What the fuck do you think oh. Jawan would do? The I think oh Jawan would God. move to Phoenix. Jawan would just be like, fuck it, I'm, I'm moving to Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. hey, listen, hey, listen, I can't lie to you. Wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. You guys know my favorite yeah. play ever was Steve Nash, so wouldn't be out of the realm. Yeah. Probably sign. They'd sign Melo as a veteran free agent. You never know, man. Oh, Power God. Goodness gracious. Don't ever talk to me No defense. Don't ever to me again if they get that. If they get that, I'm done. I'm done with the Knicks. I'm over in Jesus. baby. <laughs> All right, just quick, quick, quickly, Chawan. Uh, do you think Russ is a lock for an All NBA slot? Hell no. Should he be yeah. considered for it? Sure, but lock no. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, we we've had some interesting uh, things happening in the NBA lottery race. So Atlanta and Dallas just keep winning. Um, Atlanta had like a fucking weird ass game against the Bucks the other day. Um, the Bucks didn't play anybody. Um, Giannis didn't play. Middleton didn't play. Bledsoe didn't play. Um, the only player of note that actually played was like Brooke Lopez. Um, and Sterling Brown like had himself a game. Uh, and not surprising to me. I mean, I like Sterling Brown a lot. Um, I think he doesn't quite get enough shine on that team because they just have so much depth there. But um, you know, he played he played well. Um and it came down to the final wire and uh kind of you know, inbound pass, uh that got deflected and Trey was just right spot, right time, and then just fucking beautifully caught it in his left, switched it over to his right in midair and fucking made it to win the game. Um I got I ain't gonna lie, I was literally watching that when we were doing Geek Vibes Live on Sunday and like I had to throw myself on mute like super quick just to be like, Yes, like Fuck yeah, get some train. Um, and then I, and you know, and then it like down to reality, and I was like, oh shit, I gotta check the fucking standings. Like, what does that mean? Like, where's where 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 are the fucking Mavericks now? Um, but hey, fortunately enough for us, uh, the Mavericks, you know, like like we already discussed, went out and beat uh, OKC, and then they got another win last night. They beat Philly by twenty fucking points. Um, 
So both those teams just keep winning. Meanwhile, Memphis is keeps kind of struggling, and they want to win. Like they want to get up to number nine. But as of right now, um, I, I still I still feel comfortable saying Atlanta's kind of firmly in that number five spot. Um, but you got Dallas, Memphis, Washington, uh, and I'm forgetting one team, New Orleans, uh, that are right in the mix, like within a half game of each other between six to nine. Um, what are your thoughts on, you know, the, essentially the, the, the lottery race and how it's shaking out and, and how you have, you know, a team like Atlanta, who's, you know, not seemingly at least not, you know, out there actively trying to lose games. Um, I think you got a team like Dallas that it's not even playing their, you know, quote unquote best player. Um, fuck, I ain't gonna do them like that. They're not playing their best player. Um, and, uh, <laughs> quote unquote. Who are you kidding? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I was, you know, because they got KP now, you know, so like, but I mean, sure, but, um, but nevertheless, like, like KP's hurt, he's the best player, um, but right. nevertheless, um, they're not playing him, and fucking these guys, Trey Burke, Jalen Brunson, these guys coming out and fucking competing, um, and like winning games, uh, you know. I, I find it interesting, and of course Memphis wants to get up to number nine. What are your big takeaways from kind of what's going on in this pack of teams right now, Jawan? Well, first I want to thank the Hawks for trying their best not to get Zion. I appreciate that. You don't deserve them. We do. <laughs> um, oh, but you. no, it's just... <laughs> you don't deserve shit. <laughs> it's, um, no, I, honestly, honestly, this is this is. What the Hawks, Mavericks, and um, Grizzlies are doing is exactly what I think the NBA was trying to do by telling people, like, oh, yeah. you're not allowed to tank anymore. Um, and it's great it's, for the league, But honestly. it's weird. Go ahead, I'm sorry. But it's weird because Atlanta, Atlanta's kind of doing it. I feel like Atlanta had, like, this strange cushion between five and six, and so it kind of allowed them to do it. Um, I don't think Dallas is trying to win. Like they they're not playing their best player. They like they they just gone out and won a couple games, and and I'm sure Cubans somewhere being like, God damn it! Like why are we fucking winning? Um, but like I'll, I mean, you I'll still got to play the games. And then Memphis wants to win, so they don't, so they can go ahead and get rid of that pick. Um, you know, so they don't they don't have that hanging over their head. They want to get rid of that in in a year in which the draft isn't super deep. Um. So I don't know if it's really uh, – I, I, I don't know. I don't know if this, is, if, if this is actually a product of draft reform per se or if it's just happenstance right now. It 100% could be happenstance, but I'll say for a team like Atlanta that <clears throat> isn't necessarily really bringing in big name, I'm sorry, free agents – um, if I'm them, like I get how important you got Ben's Carter, like I do. Yeah, you did. I want um, Ben's Carter, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> He's I'll actually played like really Atlanta. well this season. I would love like to pick him up this off season. Yeah, yeah, well, relax, <laughs> yeah. relax, Joel. 
Um, hey, I love Vince Carter. If y'all get Kyrie and Katie, you ain't got to have a lot of money for depth, man. You could use a dude like Vince Carter. I'm just saying. Damn right. I guess. Um, <laughs> I'll say a team like Atlanta, I want to kind of approach things the way that the Brooklyn Nets has, to where it's like, yes, like, could we maybe try to go in and try to get Zion or something like that? Sure. But if you're Brooklyn, what would be better? I don't know, making the team somewhat seem sexy for KD or Kyrie possibly or even Kim, just someone of a big name. Um, and to me, I kind of feel like if Atlanta can use uh, this, you know, use um, Trey Young in the stage that he's propelled them to because he, he plays much watch basketball. Like I, I, can, I can go ahead and uh, say yeah. that now. Um, to me, I kind of feel like if you're a free agent, you look at Atlanta and you kind of go, they're not, like, way off. Um, like, you look at Washington and they look way off. Um, you look at Atlanta and you're kind of like, no, that team does look super attractive. It just, you know, you have to look at coaching, front office, stuff like that. So, to me, I never like teams that have a star, especially one that young, that they can kind of build with and kind of make attractive to free agents, especially in a market that doesn't necessarily pull in huge names, um, win some games. Win some games. Show free agents why they should be there. Um, in Dallas, you're Dallas. You know that you get KP next year. Um, that team's obviously going to look better, just the idea of KP being there. Um, it's just one of those things, like, don't try to lose, man. Try to try to look good. And show those free agents why they should come to your team for more than just you offering them a crap load of money. So, I, I'm not sure. a fan of the Hawks trying to lose games or looking like they're losing games. No. You have a you have a star on your team. Let that guy shine bright and show those free agents why they should come pair up with Trey Young. Clay Thompson, Trey Young, yeah, come I, on. Let's do it. Yeah, well, fuck, man. Not to mention, like, the, I mean, the draft process itself still isn't televised. Like if I like I'm feeling really good about the, our chances of getting Zion right now. Like I'm feeling a little bit better than ten point five percent chance of Nick, getting Zion. I want you to know I'm this. Just I want you to know this. I will a hundred percent guarantee you. I have no interest in doing this show if the Hawks find a way to get Zion. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. None. I don't even know if I can talk to yeah. you ever again, Nick. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I can if I do it. So if it happens, be, I'm out. It, <laughs> it would be amazing. Dude, there's there okay, like let's just real quick before I before I go to Joel. Um if if and I and I do want to ask you this too, Joel. Um if you had to pick any team to get Zion that wasn't your team and you know, like based off of any any criteria that you want, who would it be? Any team that any team that could conceivably have him, like a team that's in the water. Or potentially in the lottery. Mm, that's not me. <sighs> Pry the fucking Hawks, right? Like just no, for fucking no. the Hawks. Really? No. No. You wouldn't want to see Trey Young and Zion play together. No. That would be already got John Collins. All star game again. Yeah, John Collins can play the five. Who cares? Yeah. No, I'm sorry, Nick. Lottery? Mm, yeah, just, well, just pick Cavs, another team. Oh, uh, they're all bad. I don't want any of them to get it. <laughs> 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 <It's> terrible. 
Bulls. I'm Bulls. high if the fucking Bulls get him, bro. God damn it. All right, well, fine. I'll tell you my pick. I'll give you my pick. If my team doesn't the get Hawks? him. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, if the Hawks don't get him, um, I'd like to see the Grizzlies get him. Um, because no. they pretty good, uh, pretty, you know, the pretty good franchise up until like the last couple seasons, um, when obviously they just got old and then, you know, were kind of capped out and couldn't bring back their dudes and all that. Um, but I do think the combination of Zion and fucking triple J, um, that would be fucking exciting, man. Like a dude, like, first of all, triple J plays great defense. He's, he should be playing the center position. So you could slide John Collins um, – not John Collins. Uh, you could slide Zion in there, um, and he could play the four. You have a Triple J playing the five. Uh, Jay can fucking spread the four. He's a good three-point shooter. So that would give Zion the flexibility to operate um, with, with a more open lane. Um, I think as far as fit, I think it would be really cool. Um, and I think, like – Zion is the kind of like transcendent player where it wouldn't matter what market he goes to. Like he'd kind of be like Russell Westbrook in OKC. Like if he went to Memphis, like Memphis would all of a sudden have like fucking twenty fucking games on ESPN next year. Like because people just want to see yeah, Zion. But, so like that would be super cool to me. Like if I if I couldn't get him, if if my team couldn't get him, I like to see him in Memphis. So like that. I don't know. That I don't know what you got against. I don't know what you got against Zion to want to send him to Memphis, but like almost any other team would be more exciting. I'm just saying. Yeah, and I'll say this. I think I'll the fit, this. man. I think, dude. I'll I think this, him Nate. playing next to Jaron Jackson Jr. would be fucking awesome. That would be talking about like essentially you've got like the young version of that Gasol Randolph, except your Randolph is like. Fucking LeBron James, like you know, like dude, it's that that would be fucking awesome. Then plus you still got Mike Conley, like then you just keep Mike Conley around and fucking like try to go fucking win some games. It'd be fucking fun, man. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I I don't know, I I, I don't know how comfortable I feel about because it's like to me, if I'm watching the Grizzlies, obviously it's purely for Zion. Like, what if Zion's going through a stretch where he's just struggling? I don't want to have to watch Grizzly games. Same reason I don't want to. I don't want him to go to Cleveland. I don't want to watch Cleveland. You ain't even fucking. If he's struggling, you don't even fucking know. Cleveland you don't even know Jaren Jackson's game. Jaren Jackson is the third best rookie this season. Like, if he hadn't gotten hurt, that's he would have been. That that's fine, but to me, Grizzlies, even with Zion, you can make an argument. Grizzlies probably aren't going to be a playoff team. Probably, probably. So to me, Zion is struggling. If Zion is struggling, I don't just want to watch everyone else on the grid. Like, I need Zion to go somewhere to where even if he's struggling, it's still entertaining because that team is at least decent to good. Like, that team could could make a play for the playoffs. Zion will be on any team. Knicks, Suns, Cavs, Bulls, Hawks, Grizzlies, Wizards, Pelicans. They can all fucking use him. As long as he doesn't end up in fucking Los Angeles. On time. Fitting <laughs> to the Bulls. Yeah, That's who I think, like Nick. That's I something we can Bulls. all agree with there. The Bulls. I think the Bulls. Yes. Yeah. Hell yes. Hell no, yes. No, Are you Bulls? serious? The Bulls. Hell yes. I mean, you make it you work, but, like, 
No, like where? Bill. You've got Wendell Carter Jr. at the five. You got Laurie Markinen at the four. You got fucking Otto Porter at the three. Where, like, where the fuck's he gonna play? You, you, think, you He's tell like, Otto Porter, hey, we got <laughs> LeBron James walking through the door. You're coming off the bench. Simple as that. I don't care. Dude, Otto Porter. I don't care. You like, put him at the three. I, I you want the I Bulls bench? Bulls use John I bench Carter before I bench Porter. Yeah, I was nah. gonna say like if they if like they they need Morant. They don't they don't fucking need like they don't fucking need Zion. They don't deserve Zion either. They've got car packs. They don't that. deserve Zion. Um, <laughs> what? The Bulls? The Bulls. Yes, yeah, their franchise changing player had like two to three great seasons and then just suffered their injuries franchise throughout. changing player gave them six championships. They don't need one for another twenty years. Goddamn right. No. Goddamn no, right. No, that's not fair. No, that's not fair. That's no, that's not completely fair. fair. Completely fair. No, it's fair. completely you can't fair. Blame them for having Bullshit. Jordan. Yes, I can. No, Bullshit. get out of here. No, that you is can't. totally no, fucking fair. And you know what else? You know what else is fucking fair? When when Derrick Rose like went down, they completely mismanaged his fucking injury. Um, Damn right. You know, to the point that was their chance. To the point where he was never the same again, and then they still had a fucking like all NBA caliber player and Jimmy Butler, and then didn't do shit with that. What are we talking about? Yeah. Hold on, Nick, because you're full of it. Let's not forget only, what, six, maybe seven years ago, your team was number one in the East. Your team was number one in the with East. With a bunch of fucking role players. Doesn't matter. It was, Nick, Good when was coaching. the last time we were number one in the East? <laughs> Great, coaching. Last time, Nick? Great coaching. And role players. Nick, you know what? When was How about the last this? Time when's the last time? Number one the last... Good when's role players. the last player. time the Atlanta Hawks got the number one pick? <laughs> fucking never. So fuck out. you. And, if like... we don't get it, it would have only been once, and that one time was by cheating. So d- don't do that. <laughs> you got Trey Young. That's like the number one pick. Like yeah, number you got two Trae Young. Yeah. Y'all right? got Kyrie and KD yeah. coming. That ain't even fucking oh, fair, bro. Oh, so we don't know that. Thing. Okay, fine. That's All right, how's this? Yeah. How's this? Y- y'all can, y'all can. I'll be cool with y'all getting Zion if you don't get Kyrie and Katie. If you get Kyrie and Katie, then you don't, you shouldn't get Zion. That ain't fucking fair. No, just well, unfortunately, that's not how it works. Anthony Davis. We have to draft then, before they go anywhere. No, well, I know, but I'm just saying, like in in the whole scheme of things, I know you can't fucking get the. I know how free agency works, dude. It's just, I'm just saying, like. If if you do inevitably end up with Kyrie and KD, then you shouldn't have gotten Zion. Because then you're just going to fucking trade him to New Orleans, and then we got a third fucking player who's going to fucking live out seven years of his life in New Orleans before he ultimately <laughs> demands a trade Unless and goes somewhere move, relevant. That they ain't move fucking to cool, Seattle, bro. And we bring the Sonics hey, back man, to life. Hey, bring- <laughs> listen. Listen, whatever New York count. has to do, Nick, whatever New York yeah. has to do to get into the NBA, that's what we will do. So if that means drafting Zion, yeah. then getting Katie and Kyrie and flipping Zion, yeah. I don't care what happens to flipping Zion. Flipping or keeping, I'm getting a trade him at that point. Man, that yeah, sounds good to me. Zion and fucking Katie and Kyrie, I wouldn't be no, mad. Yeah. <laughs> no, see, I would prefer see, that I wouldn't either. I wouldn't trade him either because I would want the depth. Like, I wouldn't want to, like, package all the yeah, other yeah, pieces yeah. that I would have to. 
Exactly. Um, but I wouldn't want to keep Zion purely because I don't trust Kyrie and KD. They can sign two-year deals and then walk. So I need my yeah. future. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm mean, sure. I mean, y'all, y'all, but y'all are fucking crazy if you think the Knicks are thinking that same logic. Like hell no. No, the Knicks are thinking no. big if three. If it's Zion, I think they might consider mm. it. If it's like. R.J. Barrett, that's different. <laughs> that's completely different. Well, yeah, of course that's different. Like that's what that's, that's a whole new story, man. That's a whole different game. Um, anyway, all right. Well, that 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 fucking went off the rails. Uh, let me try to rein this back in. Um, okay, let's let's talk about this just real quick. Uh, LeBron he was shut down for the remainder of the season. I mean, I guess it's about time. Uh, I don't really have much more to say than that. But I do want to ask this question, similar to the Russell Westbrook question. LeBron's only played 53 games this year, uh, or 55 games this year, 54, somewhere in that range. Let me, I'll look it up real quick while I pose this question. Um, do you think LeBron James is a lock for All-NBA, Joel? No, unfortunately for LeBron. Uh, not a lock at all. I mean, he'll probably, he'll, there's a chance he'll get in there, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's a lock. No, not this year. So many fucking good players right now. I mean, between James Harden and 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 uh, well, even though he's a guard, but I think you got Giannis and and uh, what was it, damn it, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Blake Leonard. Griffin. Yeah, I mean, Blake Griffin. Yeah, Blake Griffin. I mean, this I I can't, I can't say he's a lock, especially not first team. You know. Oh yeah, dude. It, I'll tell you right now, he's a lock not to make first team. There ain't no fucking way. Yeah. He, <laughs> There's yeah. three guys he's definitely not beating now, and that is Giannis, KD, and Paul George. Like, no fucking Oh, KD. Um, Damn, how the fuck I miss that one? KD. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, this, this guy's but, out there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so, yeah, it's 55 games. Um, so, and he's obviously not going to play anymore. So, that's 55 out of 82. Um, for, for, like, just for reference here before I kick it over to you, uh, Jawan, uh, Steph Curry – uh, obviously missed a lot of time last season, only played 53 games. He made third-team All-NBA. But Steph Curry was clearly the best guard in the league last year. He was just penalized because he didn't play, you know, a whole lot of games. He only played 53 games. Um, but he was still, like, undoubtedly, when healthy, the best point guard in the league. Um, and he's going to make first-team All-NBA this year. Um, but he was still bumped down to – Third team All NBA because of you know the lack of games um, from what probably should have been first team. LeBron wouldn't even make first team this year. You can maybe argue second team if he had been healthy all season. And I still feel like even that's kind of on. on do you think he's a lock to make an All NBA team this year? As much as I would love to say yes, uh, <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, I want to know why you would love to say yes. What do you mean? It's LeBron James. You would like to, to think that LeBron played a full season at an MVP level caliber um, and made first team uh, All NBA. You would think so. You, you would was, think so. In the beginning of the year, I would have thought so. But he didn't. So I'm saying it's not like like my biggest thing that I'm, I'm just trying to make sure stays the narrative is as horrible of a season as this was for LeBron and the Lakers. It's still wasn't like LeBron fell off. It just was the team was no good, and he could do absolutely nothing with it. Simple as that. I think LeBron in year 10 
still couldn't have taken this team uh, to the playoffs with all the different moving pieces and, and then being injured for the stretch that he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, well, that, this that's, what, that's really what did it, the injury. The injury. Yeah. And to be honest I mean, with that's... you, how tough the West is right now, is like, come on, man, no. You, you, no yeah, one's well, going to well, The injury, okay, so the drama, I'm gonna say roster a lot construction. Yeah, I'm going to say roster yeah, construction, first of all. <laughs> like, that's yeah. the biggest thing. <laughs> but then the yeah. injuries. <laughs> Then the injuries. The West is so good, and there, you know, there was a lot of drama going on. Um, mm-hmm. I think the drama gets overplayed. I mean, I, I don't think I that don't. means as much as the media makes it out to mean. Um, but it, it does mean something. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it. It, it means nothing. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, right. there's a fucking lot at play there. I'm gonna say this. I, I. Honestly, like, I don't think he should make an All-NBA team this year. Just, like, honestly, like, looking at, you know, the way his team has performed, the fact that he's played so few games, the fact that he has not played defense all fucking year. All year, the guy has not played any fucking defense. Um, But let's just – I look at it this way. Who the fuck am I going to put over him? What six forwards am I going to put over him? Because, like, Joel, you you ran off, like, four – that are like all all probably deserve it more than him. Um, five because you mentioned Kawhi, but who's that sixth guy? Yeah. Who's that sixth guy? Like, what am I going to put Jimmy Butler over LeBron James? With Jimmy the season Butler. Butler's had, he's kind of been in and out. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I mean, Let's he at least see. I'm definitely Andrew Wiggins. No, I'm playing. Don't say that. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> what? Like, am I going to put Chris Middleton um, over him? Hell no. Like, ooh, ooh. I, I don't think so, man. Tobias Harris, no. I mm. I just don't think like there's Tobias. a sixth guy that I can put. Julius Randle, I love Julius Randle this year. I don't know. He's yeah, more of a center, I guess, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's played more of his minutes at center, but, I mean, you could – I mean, I guess you could make that argument. Same thing with LaMarcus Aldridge. Like, you could make an argument for him. Um, but Yeah, he played a lot I'm, of center I, this year, too. Yeah, mostly center. Um, but yeah, I mean, when it when it comes down to it, like, I don't think he deserves it, but I still think he's. I, th- I think he's a lock for two mm-hmm. reasons. One, because I can't think of who else. Like, I can't personally think of who else to put in front of him as far as that like right. final spot. Um, and then and then two, um, uh, you know, I I just think like the name recognition. He's still LeBron James. Like, yes, mm-hmm. you know that that carries weight. That means something. Um, and so, Demar Derozan, I, yeah, I, I, I DeMar. think he is a lock. Though, though, I will, I will say that ah, but he's still more of a two guard. And even still, like he doesn't play any fucking defense. Spurs either. barely play um, him at guard now. That's they they true. just play him at forward that's for the true. most part. That yeah, because they don't really have a three at all. So yeah, um, that's what I mean. Yeah. But but well, fuck they even. For a long stretch of the season, they're playing him at the point because they didn't have anybody else to fucking control the ball. Um, so he's, he's practically been all done. over the place right. this year. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I just I, I don't think any of those guys are are are, are gonna have had impressive enough seasons. Like that, there's they're close, but they're not quite there to to pass mm-hmm. the name recognition of LeBron. It would take a really good season to do that, and I just don't think any anybody any of the competition outside of those top five that are ahead of LeBron to me, um, I don't I don't see him getting jumped by anybody that's below him. 
Um, I wish Jimmy Butler played a little bit better. Um, he's just been like, he's been kind of up and down, man. Like, and and the thing is, like, I don't even necessarily think he's been playing bad. I just think he's been trying to fight his fit on that team, and he's mm-hmm. been sacrificing a lot of shots to like basically square up, play defense, and you know try to try to be that clutch dude in the fourth quarter, um, which is kind of what yeah, they've yeah. asked him to do. Um, and, and it just doesn't translate into stats. Like he just does not have stats. Um, and you know, and you know, it doesn't help for him that he had the whole falling out in Minnesota to start the season. Obviously, I mean, that's why he didn't make the all-star game. Uh, I will die on the hill of thinking that like, there's no other reason why he shouldn't have made the all-star game. Um, I agree. But anyway, anyway, all right guys. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see if LeBron James makes it. I think, I think he'll be third team. I could see him making second team, but I doubt it. Blake Griffin deserves second team All-NBA. Like, absolutely yeah, deserves it over LeBron James this year. Uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I hope he gets that justice. Um, but anyway, let's move on. Last topic. Uh, so the final four is set. We got Michigan State, Texas Tech, Virginia versus Auburn. Uh, anything y'all want to mention? What kind of matchup? Uh, you know, who you rooting for? What matchup do you want to see in the final, um, Joel? Who do I want to see? Ooh, I don't know why, <laughs> but uh, Auburn. I don't know why. I really don't know why, but uh, I like uh, they're fun team. Auburn. Man. They're yeah, I guess the they're more fun team. And shit. Even though. Virginia is not bad either. Texas Tech, they're okay. But uh, let me yeah, go. Virginia is slow and kind of boring. They are. They <laughs> Auburn's like they running around, just... fucking jacking up threes and shit. <laughs> plus, that's why plus I like the longer the Auburn plays in it, like the more you get to see Charles Barkley, like just sitting there giggling and shit. It's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. Yeah, I, I think Auburn's my favorite at the moment. Okay, I got you. Um, Jawan, uh, anything you want to talk about as far as, you know, these matchups? Um, uh, and, you know, I know you're, you're like a big Duke stan, you know, since, since Zion went there, and you like to jump on board <laughs> with any any potential powerhouse. Um, so <laughs> what, uh, are, what? how are you feeling that Duke, Duke got their what? ass beat? Shock. <laughs> I like to jump on any – I'm a Knicks fan anyway. Um, no, yeah, I, 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 I honestly could. Tom Brady stand. <laughs> of the Patriots. There was like a stretch of, of like six years. I'm not getting into this. Anyway, no, I have no interest in anything. Um, I, to be completely honest, I didn't have an interest in college basketball outside of just seeing how well Zion was, was able to play. Um, and if it seemed like it would translate well to the NBA, that was all I was really focusing on. Um, other than well, outside of that, no. Well, let me let me propose this <laughs> no. to you. Hopefully, Texas Tech and Virginia make it, and then uh, you will get to see Jarrett Culver Jarrett and DeAndre Culver, Hunter yeah. square off against each other. Because both those guys are going to be pretty fucking good, in my opinion. Um, that's kind of what I'm hoping to see, just from a from an NBA fan's perspective. Because um, I mean, I want to see two top six or seven prospects faced off against each other in the championship game. Both those teams' defenses are fucking amazing. They're both really fucking good. So it probably won't be very entertaining basketball to watch. Um, it's probably going to be kind of a slower pace. Um, 
I would probably favor Virginia in that game just because they have the more talent. Um, you know, they got they got the Ty Jerome um, is is a really yep. solid player. You know, Kyle Guy, um, another another solid college player. Um, and you know, to go to go along with Hunter. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, but nevertheless, I I would love it if like. All three of those guys are going off, and Jared Culver's just like, "Fuck it, we're not losing this game," and I could see that happening too. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm hoping to see. I want to see Jared Culver versus DeAndre Hunter um, in the championship game. Let me get let me get those two top ten prospects squaring off against each other, because um, that that's that's the kind of stage where you know you you can really kind of get a glimpse into what somebody's like, what their makeup is, what their like mentality is. Um, as, as a basketball player, um, I think we've already seen a good bit of that from Culver. Um, I think, we, uh, as far as Virginia, we've seen more of it from Jerome um, than Hunter. Um, and I think Jerome has a very good chance of being like a late first round pick. Uh, I think he'll be an early second round pick at worst um, if he declares. Um, so there, there's some names to watch on on those two teams. Uh, so. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers for that. I, I think it'll be fun, uh, you know. Uh, like I said, from a from a from a draft uh, draft fan's perspective, if you will. Um, I was about to say yeah. aficionado, and I was like, well, I know, like I'm I'm no like Sam Vecini here. Like I fucking slow my roll. Like I, I'm still a novice at this, but um, but you know, I'm 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 building up my uh, my resume, if you will. Um, but anyway, great show, guys. Uh, always fun. Uh, everybody out there, we uh, – well, first of all, be sure to tune in to Wrestling Geeks Alliance tomorrow night. That's Wednesday, 7 o'clock. Uh, we will be back this Sunday, Geek Vibes Live. Uh, Juwan, do we have a top ten this Saturday? Uh, yes, we do have a top ten. I'm not sure of what Tia is doing it on. I know uh, we will be doing um, <laughs> Geeks Against the Grain this Friday, either on Titans Season 1, because Mike thought it was really bad, um, or what? Spider-Man Homecoming, because Mike same, was not a fan. Is that the same dude who was talking shit about The Last Jedi? Yeah. It is, isn't it? Yes. Why or we will be doing we will be doing homecoming or we will be doing homecoming because he was not a fan of the ultimate uh, uh, Spider Man that they went with. He was looking for more of a one that he grew up with. So This guy hates everything. This guy hates everything. Jesus Christ. Again, wait till you guys hear his his uh defense of it because I could have been doing oh, a poor job of 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 saying what, what he was what? feeling, so I heard his defense of his hatred for the Last Jedi, and it's the same as everybody else's. Like, well, oh, they butchered Luke Skywalker. So, sorry, I I, I should be <laughs> I should be more respectful uh, to people's feelings about bit. Luke Skywalker. I know he, he's basically like Jesus to some people. So, um, yes, but uh, I also but did anyway. want to say, Nick. I also did want to say, check out on GVNation.com. Canon has an interview with Rob Lightfield that we've been trying Woo. to get for the past thirteen years. Um, so it feels sure like you guys awesome. definitely check that out. Yeah, it does feel like that. Um, so make sure you check that out. Excellent. Sounds good. Uh, and then as far as next week is concerned, 
Uh, well, first of all, Thursday, uh, Luke and I are going to be doing a very special draft-related show. We're going to play a little what-if game. So we're going to break down a few what-if scenarios and maybe what, what some teams could do in those particular scenarios. This is actually more just for my, myself and Luke um, than, than actual <laughs> viewers, but hopefully you guys like it. Um and uh, and we'll be back on Monday. Uh, next week, we're going to be on Monday for a very quick show um, before the national championship game. Uh, Dane's got two shows next week of Wrestling Geeks Alliance uh, covering all the various wrestling fair that's going on that I know oh. nothing about. <laughs> Um, so it's a big week, man. You know, be, be sure to check that out. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then we will be back. Uh, the whole crew will be back Thursday, next Thursday, not this Thursday, next Thursday, uh, to give our end of the year awards. I can't wait for Woo! this. Um, I've been, I've been Let's really, I've been, dude, I've been like really racked, like just racking my brain on this, this Luca versus Trey thing. And like, essentially like I, I was driving home today and I was like, man, if Luca had the same numbers that he's had and he was on Atlanta right now and Trey Young was on Orlando, don't feel this way about Trey Young. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, maybe I'm just going to have to like go with, go with my heart, but just admit bias. Like I'm usually like I usually but try to refrain okay. from any amount of bias. Nick, but yeah, but it's it's no, I'm gonna... the, the thing <laughs> is, Nick, there's not like there is no correct answer. Like this race That's is true. literally the same feel of Giannis and Harden. It's purely based off of what it really you is favor over the other. So to me, it's like if That's you said true. Trey, I'm not gonna come in and be like, no, there's no. Yeah, cool. Okay, yeah, sure. Right. Trey wins. That's amazing. If Luca wins, that's yeah. amazing. So to me, this isn't a yeah, feel- like saying like who should win MVP, Giannis or LeBron. Like it's not that. It, it, it's a lot closer yeah. um, than that. So either way you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to like make sure I present the very best possible case for Trey um, because I feel <laughs> like um, yeah, I, I feel like you know his rookie of the year is in my hands. Like I gotta I gotta make the case for him. Um, because you know, yeah, like I, everybody, everybody's gonna you, Nick, be listening. I will promise you, I will make the best possible argument for Luca. So I'm looking forward Let's to seeing it. your best versus my best. <laughs> I, I want to know right now, Juwan. I want to know right now. I'll give you three to one odds. Uh, how much money are you willing to bet me that Joel says co-rookie of the year? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, God! Knowing Joel, I don't even necessarily have to to bet money because it's like I know he's going to, <laughs> to throw that idea out. There. I'd be man, if it didn't work last guys. year, which it should have been forward to the year. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, I agree with you. This one, you know, this one's close. Yeah, but too. Here's, here's the funny thing, Joel. This year's race isn't any closer than last year's race. So if they weren't going to do it last year, they're definitely not going to do it this year. It's going to be one I think the only difference for me is Luca from, like, the jump has been the fucking man. I think that's, for me, really what it comes down to. He really hasn't really looked bad. Hey, man, Ben Simmons (laughs) was the man like that last year, and Donovan came last year. So he did. Hey, 
Well, see, I'm going to present the argument because, like I said, you know, Lucas, Lucas, not look great, you know, the past couple months. Uh, so I'll present that argument. I'll present his his efficiency well and all great. that, and we'll He's stack like everything. Ninety percent better than the other rookies. <laughs> yeah, That's the worst I, yeah. Part. I I will I, take I'm Lucas just worst over Kevin Knox best. <laughs> yeah. oh, so yeah. far, He's fucking in a heartbeat. In a Don't you give him ammunition. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, sorry, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I love you, Kevin Knox. I love you, Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox is garbage. Uh, anyway, uh, we're gonna, garbage. We're leave it there. <laughs> now, 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 Joel's definitely voting for Luca. Uh, but we're gonna leave it there. Uh, we will garbage. see you guys Thursday. Luke and myself will, um, and catch us all back here this Sunday, uh, eight o'clock for another episode of Geek Vibes Live. Until then. Peace. Peace.